0: What are you doing anyway? What? What are you doing? Just looking on right move. <laughs> is that your is that your prep for this? Yeah. <laughs> your prep for this is looking on right move? Yes. <laughs> I am looking at properties I cannot afford in areas that I don't want to live. Property mogul, isn't ya? <sighs> Absolutely. Buy low, sell high. Just <laughs> buy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> everyone, welcome to episode one of the Podcasts. Hey up. Nice. Um, also, happy Friday the 13th. Very bloody act. Very good. I kind of wish we'd have started a week early so we could have done a whole big thing, but fuck it. Have you seen all the memes? Like, uh, what is it? You know, like the old man who's like looking down, and then looks up, really surprised when you yeah. say it's Friday the Thirteenth, but Friday the Thirteenth in, in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, shit's gonna end. Nothing's happened. I've had the most uneventful day. <laughs> you have just been pottering about doing fuck off. I've 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 been watching the Masters, and I was napping on the oh sofa. No, I've been work. I didn't. My, my boss is like, listen to this. I've been working really, really <laughs> hard today. He has been. I've heard him typing away. He's yes. been going wild yes. for it. I um, bought a few things online. I've got some Christmas shopping in early. I went on a bike ride and then, like I say, watched a bit of the Masters napping on the sofa. Okay, so at no point today has a man in a hockey mask and a machete come to try and kill you. No, I can confirm not. Okay, and at any point today have you been having sex near a lake whilst (laughs) meant to be watching the kids swimming? I have not. Okay, so even if next Halloween... Oh, sorry, Friday the 13th happens, you know... no one's coming after you. I'm coming, I have no idea what you're you, talking about. I'm guessing this is a horror movie reference. We are in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, it's Friday the Thirteenth, the horror movie. Yes. The, Wait, the, the franchise is that not Jason? Is that Jason? That is Jason. What's yes. the? Oh, di- I'm proud Thank of you. you. No, I don't know the difference between the the Friday the Thirteenth and who's the other guy who wears a hockey mask. A hockey mask. Yes. Or the white face. That's Michael Myers yes. from Halloween. Yes. They all people get kind of confused. Same same thing, right? Um yes, they both walk incredibly slowly and yet somehow manage to keep up with very young teens sprinting. Right. Yeah. That's it's weird. <laughs> that's his that's his superpower. That what well, would it be a superpower? I guess Fastest Man alive. Jason's superpower. superpower. Well, both their superpowers surely is just the fact that they can't die. They do it whoa, spoiler alert. You, how many fucking sequels to both of those have? That's a good point, but I don't know if they kill him. I thought he just like goes on an absolute rampage. But what I was going to say is they have walking races in the Olympics, right? Wait, they do? Well, speed, walking, yeah. You know when they do that's the funny. That's in the Olympics? Yeah. You know, the, thing, the... the thing that Hal does on <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like wiggle their bums and have to go heel toe. That is an Olympic event. Imagine wow. Freddy Krueger, Jason. There you go. I'm not good at horror. On that note, so uh, if there's one thing that goes without saying, uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, But we are incredibly official here at the Horror Podcast. Horror Podcast. Still not gotten used to saying that. We'll cut that bit. Yeah, sure. Say it one more time. We're incredibly official here at the Horror Podcast. Uh, So we just want to send a big thank you uh, to both Will Gregson... For doing some amazing cover art for us, please follow him on Instagram at Will Gregson Design. Thanks, Gregson. And also to the band Good Friend for our intro and outro music. Uh, please check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, and follow them on Instagram at Good Friend Band. Sick tune as well. It's an absolute banger. Absolute banger. I, I literally heard you like walking around the house just humming that to yourself this week. Because all I've been doing is looking forward to doing this podcast. I've had nothing to do. No, you've been working. I've been working. Yeah uh right so yeah we are here. first episode episode one uh Ed, your, your homework was to watch the babadook yes baba baba babadook or Bab- babadook we decided uh, on babadook what, what what feels good for you babadook just because okay like i said on the last one babadook sounds less scary okay so the babadook yes A up duck. yes tell us when what what uh what are your thoughts well to be totally honest i was all right yeah yeah I didn't think it was that scary. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, no, don't get me wrong. It like it was a bit freaky. Okay, it's a bit weird. You know, I was trying to figure out what is it by the name. I'm thinking, okay, have we got some sort of weird demon here or something? You know, it's it's an entity, isn't it? But no, yeah, it's essentially the boogeyman. And I'm sorry, I'm 31 years old. Wait, do I'm I it? Th- yes. I I'm 31 years no I'm 32 you're 32. Yeah. I'm 32 years old I'm not a scared I'm not a scared yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared of the boogeyman okay well we do have a clip of you being scared at the boogeyman though okay <laughs> okay so just let's uh, gonna it's gonna play that right now for you Oh that's the worst thing to do oh, oh! Oh! This is this gonna be even worse? Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> oh! Okay, would you play that? <laughs> you played it out loud. You played it out loud. It sounds like I was really scared. So tell me again how you weren't scared. (laughs) (laughs) That bit was fucking scared. What I'm saying is, on a whole, I didn't... I'd normally base a horror film on how much do I watch it behind my fingers. Or like, you know, behind... Right. Like, closing my eyes. And besides that moment, I don't think I was that scared. Okay. I mean, the problem is, though, you listen to that clip. I'm, <laughs> I'm scared of listening to that clip. The fucking silence terrifies me yeah. in between the two scares. I mean, this uh, th- that's a perfect like point, is that I think if a film is just made up of jump scares and only that, cheap jump scares, you will react as such. Like, I could have played that and it would just be, ah, ah, ah. But I think what gives it away that you were a little bit actually scared is the fact that in between you can hear yourself whispering to yourself. You know, you're like, oh fuck! Like you, you, you were you were in the moment. You weren't just jump. You weren't just reacting to jump scares. You were invested and you were in that moment a little bit scared, a little bit pooey, a little bit wee poo. I was a little. But but it was it was that bit was quite scary. But, and look, I'll like please give your rundown. Give me your nerdy rundown, but. What I struggled with, the fucking Babadook, is... I thought we were calling it the Duck. The Babadook is, for me, a combination between Papa Lazarou from (laughs) The League of Gentlemen and any character Noel Fielding has ever played, ever, in anything... (laughs) And I just what, <laughs> what, it, 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 even in Bake Off, is the yes. Babadook just, just walking around the Bake Off Oh, interestingly, we watched Bake Off the night before, so... We did. <laughs> I'm basically seeing Papa and, and Noel Fielding fucking terrify some poor old woman. Look, so it's it's, it's it's kind of a scary concept, but it's not. And then, like, breaking it down when it's just fucking some weird bloke in some weird costume... Pfft, yeah, okay. Play that and it sounds like I was that scared, but I promise you I wasn't that scared. In that moment, you were that I scared. I shat myself, yeah. No, okay, so to, just, a, just a quick point from me. I think, like, in my opinion, that film, you know, whether you deem it scary, and whether even you deem it as a good film or not, in my opinion, it, it 100% succeeds in what it actually sets out to do, and that is making whoever's watching it feel uncomfortable. It's not necessarily about the jump scare or the eeriness. Makes you feel uncomfortable. And I remember... on, well, hang on, hang on, explain that. Because in all honesty, I th- I will feel uncomfortable during any horror film. Why would this be particularly poignant to be uncomfortable? The I, Okay, so it attacks your senses. Uh, Everything okay. about this film is meant to make you feel like you're on edge. It's trying to put you in the position of the mother in this. We should have really prefixed this whole scenario with... Spoiler alert... Um, it puts you on edge and it's, it's trying to put you in the same position as the mother. It's this deteriorated mental state. this this sleep deprived, anxious, nervous. What the fuck is going on? Just please put me out of my misery or everything about It's meant to do that. Fuck sake. Like if, if there was such a thing as smell a vision, I imagine this TV, this film would be pumping out rotten eggs. Right. Like it wants to attack your senses. And that's the whole point of it is once you're at that vulnerable state like, no, you cannot take this kid screaming anymore. You cannot take the constant um, interference noise, white noise that is always playing in the background whenever the Babaduck is mentioned. Yeah. You are more susceptible then to jump scares and more susceptible to actual scares rather than just the cheap. That's fair. There's someone just jumping out. Exactly. Like the shivers that I got, like, whilst the Babaduck was coming or... I mean, look, basically, like, to give it a bit... A more meat on the bones. so we want you to watch these films with us i guess or if you've seen them before you know so you can kind of agree with us disagree with us tell us what you think but if you haven't seen it and yeah total friggin spoiler alert we will ruin it for you but to give you a breakdown it's basically a woman and her little boy who are haunted by essentially a boogie monster? A lot of bad things happened to her earlier in her life, and this little kid is a little fucking idiot, right? Yeah, he's he is fucking annoying. He is like, <laughs> if there is a fucking movie for contraception, I think <laughs> both of us said this at one point through the film that I'm never having kids. Oh yeah, absolutely, especially Australian kids. It's Australian kids. <laughs> another thing, I know. And, and okay, this is another thing. They were Australian. I really struggle to find that scary. I don't know why, but I associate that Australian accent and apologise to all my Aussie mates <laughs> who are listening. Cat. Um, hey, cat. That it's either. I know, it's your mate, isn't it? It's either Bogan or fucking taking the piss. I can't find that accent overly serious or overly scary. So, anyway, back to the friggin' roundup that essentially this kid has issues, this woman has issues. And um, they're frigging haunted by this bloody entity. And it all comes in the form of this frigging badass pop-up book. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude, that's so sick. The pop-up book's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'd th- love to have been the, one of the prop designers or the actual prop makers on that film, just doing that book. Yeah, I sick. bet you could buy it, right? That's a great shout. I'm going to look online after this. Basically, it's this... <laughs> like you know, Jeff like- Bezos. LAUGHTER <laughs> We must always pay homage to our master and fucking commander Jeff Bezos in every episode. What if we get sponsored by Amazon? Um, then we'll be paid less than minimum wage. <laughs> I feel very unfulfilled. Um, right? Yeah, she she is uh, sleep deprived. She is going through a very tough time. Her kids, at is acting out. Um, and yeah, it's, it all, it all develops in for the form of the boogeyman, which is very, apt, in, form, call it? in form of Noel Fielding <laughs> In form
1: of Noel,
0: this film could have been called the Noel Fielding. Yeah. Did you ever watch what was, um, the Candyman? right? Uh, yeah. So never watched it, but I know the premise that if you look in the mirror and say the candy man, however many times the Candyman appears, right? Yes. It's basically that you say Noel Fielding three f- times, three times in a mirror and he turns up in an H&M jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies' heels and fucking scares you with a pop-up book and tells you your cheesecake's got a soggy bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in Bake Off. Yeah, I, I, I've got to say, I haven't really watched Bake Off since it moved to four. Well, I have, so don't knock him. And with... uh, Matt Lucas. I'll, yeah. I do love him. Yeah, he's good. He's good. There's a point in the film, right? And, and this is what I don't really fucking get, right? So... Has he been seeing this monster before the frigging whole film starts? You know, let's say he's got this whole backstory that he's been having problems because it opens the film with him having nightmares. He always runs yeah. into his. Problem. So has he been seeing the Babadook before? He has not. No, because if you remember, uh, the fir- the first point you even hear or see of it is when he picks out the book to give it to his mom to read and to bed. So, yeah, the kids see the kids. Fucking nightmare. He's having nightmares. He does think there's monsters in his wardrobe, in his, under his bed, everywhere hiding. But he doesn't, he's not seen the Babadook. So then why the fuck has he built all these goddamn medieval tools to fucking kill something? Like, to kill a monster. Right, and again, context. Because he does see monsters. (laughs) He's built a fucking rudimental wooden fucking cricket ball propulsion device a fucking it's, it looks like the Ghostbusters backpack but with like a friggin one of them shitty dog fucking tennis ball throwers that old people use so they don't have to bend over to pick up a tennis ball you know what I mean exactly there's one downstairs there is one downstairs. well done Liz and, and he's building all these friggin things he's got this he's got a he's got a a crossbow he's built a crossbow with darts to, to kill monsters yeah. right yeah. yeah, he's a very imaginative, this is what I'm saying, he just needs the, he needs the right outlet. Put him in a fucking English class or a science class is going to disturb. You know, whack him in drama school or, you know, some kind of... Well, clearly CDT. Wood, yeah, woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> Send him in woodwork. His craftsmanship is incredible. And, you know, he propelled that cricket ball a good three oh, right. metres. There is something very Home Alone about one of the back ends of like, uh, about yeah. two, I think is a bit home alone about there it. There is. Just taking it back, the clip that we played earlier is the scene where it kind of really does first, uh, mobilize in the house, right? It, she's she's in bed, she's got the kid next to her. And... Is this, this isn't the bit where she's, you know? Oh, having <laughs> a good old fun time by herself. So this is, again, uh, <clears throat> I guess it shows the date of the film, but she's got this retro dilly. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it wait, retro dillies go for so much money on eBay. Really? Yeah. What known that they've been used. Well, it's more like people collectors' items, isn't it? What of retro dildos? Yeah, retro vibrators. Well, maybe not the vibrators. How far? Da- how back does this date? Uh, for the very first to ivory hunters <laughs> in Africa, <laughs> the smallest little dildo, but powered by this battery that is the size of a fucking car, <laughs> for kinky women in Amsterdam. So moving swiftly on the the bit that I was actually trying to get to the the yeah, main the main first jumpscare. It's so not the first in the film. But the the big first reveal. So she's in bed with a son, not with a retro dilly, <laughs> and uh, she starts hearing like the noise, almost like a the chair. I think it's like a the noise like a chair being scraped across like dimmer floors. Right. This yes. is this is from the clip that we played earlier of you of you not being scared yes. in inverted commas. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. The whole build up to that scene, the the feeling of that scene, the fact is I think a lot of people don't like, I think a lot of people do not like it in a film where you actually see this, the boogeyman. Right. I think one of the perfect examples for me, just on a quick side note, is Jeepers Creepers is creepy as fuck until you realise he's a green monster. Yeah, no, exactly. And when it, he's wait. just in a man in a fucking trench coat and yeah. a public masturbator trench coat. Yeah. Like, he's creepy. Yeah, it so breaks he... all illusion. Because you ha- you create what's scary in your own mind, totally. right? Absolutely. You know, I am not picturing Noel Fielding at this point. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm never going to not see Noel Fielding as a Babadook <laughs> now. <laughs> um... So, but you, you, in that scene, you don't full see anything. It's it's the impl- it's the implication. It's, and you right. know it's not kind of real. I think the way that it almost like stutters, almost like, uh, you know, the film is broken. It, it, it floats in the air. It's like the glitch almost kind yeah. of thing. And it's moving around. Does that take away from it? The fact that you do kind of half see something? Like it's more of a shadow person, right? No, but I swear you see a face. Don't you see like a white face? You, eventually you do, yes. But in that scene, no. So what I think was really scary about that scene is you're right, it builds up that tension loads and those noises that it makes, that shivery noise yeah. before it shows itself, like, it proper... My friggin' hairs are standing on end. And, like, I don't know if we said, but, like, I've got my Fitbit on, right? Yeah. And frigging my resting heart rate's about between 49, 51 beats All right, a rack. minute. <laughs> <don't> <laughs> dropping that one out there, aren't <laughs> <ain't> you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fitter than all of you. I <laughs> work out. So my, my heart rate went up to 81 beats, right? Yeah. Like before the jump. Yeah. And so I think that's just a sign. Like like you were saying, and that makes total sense. Like the fucking sensors, like everything was just gearing me up to be like totally on edge. The noise cut through me, um, the sort of unknown. And then when it jumps out, but like I say, I think that was the last time i was really scared in that film no there was another and kind of leaning on to a bit more of a point of mind so later on so this is when you actually do see the things the the babadook no fielding has got a white face so uh he's he's doing reverse blackface <laughs> so uh it's kind of the start of act two where she kind of fully gets taken over by him I think the kid's sleeping on the sofa and she's walking through to the kitchen and she sees it almost come through in the kitchen. Um... And it starts walking slowly towards her a little bit. And it kind of like, jumps <gasps> oh, it's just Oh, yeah, that bit. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so you that bit. Oh, that's made my fucking skin crawl. Exactly. So, and, and, and that does it. even even in itself build up. You can see something in front of you. Yeah. And, the, and you've already got shoes. And then the next second, yeah. it takes it up a level. It's, you know, the little, the the little, the little, long, creepy, yeah. spiky fingers it has. They come out. Fucking salad fingers. Salad fingers. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. It is salad fingers. It is <laughs> salad fingers. no field. Oh We've God. got to the bottom of it. There's ever <laughs> a live-action remake of <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Um So it just adds it up another step. It yeah. builds it up, and then it suddenly lurches forward like two feet. Not right to the camera, yeah. but it suddenly lurches forward. It's yeah. another step. It's this idea of building up, and the whole thing... You can see it. It's not giving you a cheap jump scare that's jumping out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it is building that tension. It is making you feel uncomfortable. The whole time it's on there, the noise that's emitting for the TV is uh-huh. fucking awful. You know, with that, I think that is way more fucking scary. Like, I don't care who you are. A fucking, a, a shadow, like yeah. a, a shadow in the corner of a dark room and you don't know what that is, is way fucking scarier than seeing a monster or an alien or a, fucking Entirely. entity, whatever. Right? Entirely. Every single person. It's the not knowing. Every single person has been in that state where they've woken up half awake, half asleep at three in the morning, four in the morning, whatever, look into the corner of a room and a shadow cast by your bloody bookcase or whatever mixed with a poster on your wall makes it look like someone's that You You are dead set certain you're about to die because there's oh. a, a maniac in the corner oh, of the room. Oh, yeah. 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 You see that shit. Yeah. So, and then you fight or flight. You either literally lay there and shit your pants, or you throw pillows at it. So, as an overarching thing, so like, and I do want to, you know, say this right now: not every horror film has true meaning right. to it. There are, and we will one hundred percent be watching some of the ones that really don't have any meaning, and okay. they're there for cheap thrills. Okay, but do you see this film as having any kind of uh, overarching storyline, kind of uh, deep meaning to it? Never have children. Just don't fucking have children. <laughs> no, that's this that... <laughs> shit will never fucking happen. Don't have children. That is one that you're taking away from yes. this. yes. Okay. That, yes. Well, fuck it. If that, wait, you mean actually, you mean An like actu- genuinely. Yeah. What, 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 what do I take? What, what is the well, meaning behind yeah, it? do you, I mean, does, I'm not sending you to, to come up with something. Did right. you see this as having any kind of, uh, theme to it, overarching storyline to it? Uh, is it got something to do with the dad? Uh, I mean, I would say yes. Well then yes, something to do with the dad. Something to say. do with her yeah. husband. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so as I and many, many, many others see it, the whole the film is, the film is uh, it's about grief. It's about overcoming grief. Right. So it's very obvious, the very first scene, and then pretty much the first words the kid speaks is about the fact that his dad's dead. Right. Right? And he never knew his dad. So it's and, and the, so the main narrator of the entire film is the mother. She is the one who's going through grief here. OK, and so much so that she's letting it affect more than just her own mind. It's now affecting people around her because she is struggling to control her grief. Now, the the, the physical embodiment of the Babadook is her husband. Yeah. And the grief of losing her husband. Yes. So much so that in two scenes in the film. It is her it, husband. It is her husband. Noel Fielding transforms into this incredibly good looking guy. <laughs> really good to looking. To she's a banger. She she gets progressively worse throughout the film because because she's haunted by this horrible spirit and her she's child is an absolute mentally. fucktard. But she... <laughs> delicately puts she she is a worldie, right? Yes, pretty good. Absolutely would. Um, so the, the the idea is that grief can hit out of nowhere. And again, I imagine that a lot of people listening to this would would know this that they've gone through some kind of grief. So that it can hit you just out of the blue out of the blue or you know reoccurring so in this scenario the babaduck and this is quite linked into quite what you were saying the kids never known that what the babaduck is before this right mm. but the, the babaduck book just suddenly appears in the build up to his birthday also the build uh, up to the, death, anniversary the anniversary of his of death, death. Yes. So it can come out of nowhere, it can come around, and it can suddenly take over your life. So before the Babadook book is found, there's not even a single mention of it. After that, even though the kid's only read it once, or even had half the book read to him before he starts crying like a little bitch, uh, it is everything the kid talks about. So it's taking over absolutely everyone's life, and it's always going to be there. Whether or not you think, again, whether or not you think it's a good or a bad ending to a film, mm. it's exactly right for what the film wanted to do. Mm. Normally in a horror film, the majority of the time, good conquers evil. On the odd time that it's an extremely depressing film, mm. uh, evil conquers good. Yeah. In this, neither. Neither happens. They are living harmonious. Well, I wouldn't say harmoniously, but that's exactly oh, of your understanding of okay. coming to terms with grief. No matter how much you come to... There, nothing can control your grief. No, amount of drugs will ever numb the pain enough for it to never be a thing anymore. It is always going to be there in your life. But you just have to be have, have to be like peaceful with it. Exactly. Is, which is why she says, so do we say the ending? Can we say the ending? Yeah, look we've, given, look, we've given spoiler alert. And also, this film was released in 2014. So if you haven't seen it and you've gotten to this point, without turning off, go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck and yourself. And send your complaints to Jeff your Bezos. mum. Go. So... It ends with <laughs> really good... I love how you've just fucking bashed our listeners, all two of them, right there. Basically, go complain to your mum. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, 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 hang on. So, it finishes with... Yeah. Um, there's this whole scene where she tries to fuck... She, like, she like you know, brimstone and fire, tells, tells the Babadook to go, fuck herself, leave us alone, I'm a powerful woman, I'm good... And the Babadook looks like it's about to leave. It looks like she's done it. She's gotten rid of it. She pu- pukes up all this black shit and the Babadook's gone. But then there's this whole friggin' scene where they kind of scream at each other and you never see what's going on. I'm not explaining this very well. All right. Bottom line is <laughs> last scene of the film. Everything's happy. You know, jolly, jolly, back to Bogan, Bogan, Aussie accents. Kids going to school. Lassie's going to work. They come home and they're playing in the garden, right? Yep. They're picking worms. It's on his, on the kid's birthday. Kid's birthday, they're picking worms, right? Yep. Picking worms out of the garden. Why are they picking worms? Well. Wow. They're picking worms so she can go into the basement to go feed the fucking Babadook, the fucking entity that she's captured because she's tamed it, right? That's what I got from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, almost, almost dead on. She's not tamed it. Right. She, she, she's learning to live harmoniously with it that's not taming it because if it was tamed in the scene when she first goes into the basement the thing scares the shit out of her the thing jumps out at her and scares her uh-huh. like and that is still this idea of grief that it will still even though you know you're living with it and even though you're aware of it and you're managed to control it you've got to understand that it will still every now and again give you the fucking shit give you Willy's. willies stick it right up yeah So it still manages to do that. So she's not tamed it at all, but she is learning to live harmoniously with it. And the idea that she, on her son's birthday being the uh, anniversary of the death of her husband, she's acknowledging the Babadook. You know, if she wasn't to acknowledge it, the thing would still be haunting her. She's acknowledging it on that day by allowing on her son's birthday to go feed a creepy Noel Fielding tied up in a basement some worms. Right, last point for me. And the one thing that... Really, really fucked me off about this film, right? <laughs> Do tell. And I, it's not like I wanted the child to die. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want him to be in the film anymore. <laughs> no. So the, the problem, the problem for me was the fucking dog gets killed. Yeah. The dog, and it's always the dog. Always the dog gets killed. Yeah. Like fucking why? I mean that's. They are... It's brutal. So lovely, lovely dog. And fucking, as we know, dogs fucking know evil. Right? Oh, yeah. They, they can spot it a mile away. Dog barks at the postman. It's not because he's frigging delivering a package and he's not aware of it. Because that fucking postman is a nonce. And he's, he's done d- something <laughs> horrible. And there is a fucking some poor woman or poor man in his van. Right? Yes. Absolutely. He's an absolute diddler. The dog knew. The dog was barking. And the poor dog gets killed. And yet this little shit is absolutely right as rain because he's got a fucking ball launcher. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't quite say it was right as rain. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was getting <laughs> choked <laughs> out at one point. He's, it, is he better off than the dog? Of course he's better off than the dog. Right. <laughs> right. And so you do wish it was the other way around. That he would have died and the dog would have been almost choked but lived. I think that would be fair. Yeah so yeah my final point is why the fuck have dogs always got to die in the horror films Mm. that is a shame innit but it gets you emotionally in there Mm. I guess Mm. that is a shame no you you put me on a downer I want to see and please find this I want to see a horror film about a killer dog or if not that some form of dog movie where they go around kicking ass and taking names okay number one that already exists what uh cats versus cats and dogs (laughs) with alec baldwin Uh, and also the dog horror film you're talking about is cujo then great let's watch that (laughs) next week cats and dogs great film by the way i also want to apologize i probably pronounced cujo wrong okay so my like big reveal point which Kind of, it just links back to the idea that this whole thing is about uh, the mother, about her, her struggling with grief. Um, so the theory is that um, the mother is actually the author of the book, the Babadook in the film. Fuck off! Yeah, what? yeah. So she's the actual author of this. She's written this. So I'm saying that she 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 wrote it. She's the one who put it back together after she destroys it. Um, she is. She is the creator of it. We know. We know she. Well, we are theorising that she is the creator of the Babadook by her own mental state and her grief. But she has physically created the Babadook book in this film. So what? She has been up all night with a fucking scissors and PVA glue and making this kick-ass pop-up book to deal with her grief. Uh, yes. Well, it, maybe not to deal because well, she doesn't deal with it until right at the end. But it's her grief taking over, yes. So, right. so, couple of theories. So, at the kid's birthday party, when they're all there, she's revealed to be a writer, and a past writer, for instance. And she says that was that a she, very pointless throwaway comment. Very pointless, and even more of a pointless well, throwaway. Well comment. Well spotted. So the more of a throwaway, pointless comment in that was that when she was asked what she used to write, was she used to write some stuff? She she wrote some bits for kids the the book as creepy as it fucking was it was an obvious kids book yes yes it was done in a kid style pop up style right okay um this is why i like you <laughs> you you understand films i'm just there for the fucking colors <laughs> it was a lovely color red of the the the, the red bound book it was um so the book seen again the second time after she destroys the book the book's found again on her doorstep right when she opens that uh, when she opens the door she rips it she... up throws it away exactly. and it's on her doorstep after those knocking on the door which was also relatively scary but Ex- I didn't really exactly I was pretty pretty tough so all the old pages they're all stuck back together yeah and there's brand new pages and there are there are so there's brand new pages. And it's, it's more threatening. It's 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 outright calling for head and blood. Oh, it, it, it fucking raises its game. Oh, yeah, right? massively. It goes from frigging, I don't know, here's a sweetie, get into my van to full-on rape. <laughs> so next scene, she goes to the police station to report that, well, she thinks that she's being stalked. She thinks that she's being... Uh, terrified. She's terrified. You know, she's been terrorised by someone. Um, but you see that she's got blackened hands to start with, right? So, yes. So any normal, let's say, I us say, he's normal, that's quite condescending to, to someone like you. Yes. Or to just someone who's enjoying the film. Yeah. That would appear normal. to be, but normal because she's just burnt the book. She's got mucky hands. She's burnt the book. Exactly. She's, yeah. Okay. Did you notice though, that only her right hand was blackened? No. There you go. So there's number one, her right hand was only blackened. And number two, she's just burnt the book. What did she burn it with? Fire. Well, yes. But she set it alight using lighter fluid. Right. Lighter fluid does not make your hands black. Charcoal would. But there was no charcoal in that barbecue. But the new pages... There you go. The okay. new, that penny's just dropped. The new pages and the old pages of the Babadook book... Charcoal. Were written in, written charcoal. in charcoal. Colored it in charcoal. Exactly. So then like lastly, the idea that she's just explained to the policeman who doesn't believe her that she destroyed the book so she's destroyed the only evidence um so she gets really uh worried and starts hiding her hands once the policeman notices that it's blackened so if she's just explained to him already that she's destroyed it she could literally say oh i burnt it that's how i destroyed it so why would she be hiding that hand She innately... Something deep down in the conscious of her mind is telling her that she's done wrong here and that she needs to hide the fact that her hand So she's the killer. Uh, I nailed it! I I feel like you're not getting this. (laughs) It's very screechy as well. Sorry Uh, for that hard noise. Exactly this. So so the, the mother all along has been writing this book. She's been writing the narrative. She is the narrator. We are following her point of view. The fact that you never see her actually doing this is absolutely fine considering the fact that the the narrator is making you see things anyway i just think this poor uh lovely angel face lady from australia (laughs) is having a real shit time with her fucked heart of a son and now i know she done it uh yeah yeah okay cool well (laughs) she done it she done it let's leave it at that this was a who it film and we figured out that she done it she done it she done it yeah so, as a new, a new feature, everything's new, there's a feature that we're going to start introducing on this podcast. Uh, we're going to give the films we watch, we're going to get Ed to give it a rating. Uh, but we're going to do our own rating. Yeah, We're going to do it out of five, mm-hmm. but we're replacing numbers with something a little bit more layman's terms, right? The, little, the everyman terms. The Ed the, Fogg terms. The Ed Fog, the term. Ed Fog <laughs> terms. Everyman. <laughs> My name is Ed Everyman. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, number one on the scale. Got Disney Princess. Right, so this is friggin' just watched Moana, had a lovely evening. You've always just watched Moana. It's <laughs> a great film. It's a great film. A great film. Uh, number two. Yeah. STI check. Right, so this is you're a little bit nervous, you know, you're a little bit scared, you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's a bit nerve wracking, isn't it? It's a bit worrying. Number three. But it's also kind of exhilarating. You find waiting for an STI report.
1: Exhilarating. Well, no, I mean
0: it's like a you know, will they? Won't they? You know, type thing going on. <laughs> you know, like you don't know. It's like you normally, know, getting the result. Normally, and, in this scenario, they yeah. people hope that they will. <laughs> Are you actively hoping you have something? No, I won't. No, I no 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 no. You miss you misunderstanding. My point is, I once got chatted up in an STI clinic in Birmingham. Possibly. The worst place to have a chat. Very true, but you kind of you sat there, you know, you're looking around. Everyone's sort of similar sort of age, because you're there on a Monday morning and you're not at work. <laughs> what else you got to do, eh? And um yeah, a couple of sorts. Clearly goers. <laughs> Let's wait until we get our results and hook up. All right, come on. Number three, three. Number three. Uh, a little bit away. Okay, so we're ramping this up. This is, you're scared. This is, you're watching it. You've, you've, you've yelped. You're screaming. You, you're weeing, essentially. You, 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 have weed yourself. Right, yeah. A yeah, little yeah. bit. You, you, there's, there's been a bit of wee come out. Okay. All right. Number four, sleeping with the lights on. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Fucking check under the bed. Check your wardrobe. I am not sleeping with the lights off tonight. Absolutely. You are entirely afraid of what goes bump in the night. I am anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You just got a constant four on this. Pretty much. Okay. And lastly, number five, full-on shat myself. <laughs> I what kind of speaks for itself, I think. This is, <laughs> you cannot be more scared. You need a whole new fucking set of drawers. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have just defecated yourself. Oh, yeah. We ain't talking metaphorically here. Right. You have literally right. just turded in your briefs. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Okay. So... Episode 1, The Babadook, Yes. Yeah. where is it going on the scale? I, um, I am going to put The Babadook at level 2, Will, and that is our level 2 SDI check. I liked it. I I, I, I did find it scary. Yes, I was on the edge of my seat. I was pretty nervous, but I wasn't scared throughout. I'm not scared of all Fielding. I'm not scared of Salad Fingers. Papa Lazarou a little bit, but no, it's getting to SDI check. This this rating, is this purely on a scare rating or is this a combination of how scared you were and was it even a good film? I think more a scare rating because I yep. don't particularly like any of these films. That's a very good point. So full on scare rating. So there you have it. The Babadook, it gets an STI check. Please get yourself checked, Noel Fielding. <laughs> good. <laughs> so congratulations on making it through episode one, making it through the Babadook or as we're now calling it Noel Fielding. Oh, they can't see. I'm flexing. Oh, he... he, I can confirm he is flexing. I'm flexing. Are you scared of future weeks? Are you scared of future films? Well, absolutely, because I... You know, I... You've seen... You heard... Oh, they heard. You heard what I'm like at... What I have put this at, a, a level two. I know how scared I can get. And I know the films that you like. So yes, yes, I am a little nervous. Okay. I hope you are. Week two... Episode two, film number two. We're going to be watching the 2005 film, The Descent. Okay. Do you... Okay, that that, that okay. reaction gives something away. Do you, have you seen this film? No, I've not seen it. You've just spoken about it a lot. I, <sighs> I know the premise. I... <sighs> Uh, you've, you've mentioned it and I think you've told me it's pretty scary you, you've said it's one of the scariest films you've seen yeah no absolutely for me personally uh, I think it's finding what you are actually afraid of in real life and how that can affect you if the horror film is based around that so fucking confined spaces confined spaces, <laughs> confined spaces. yes have you been potholing no I haven't but you know <laughs> as children uh, I was once locked into a hardback suitcase by my older brother ah like the boo box like the boo box yes uh but no scorpions. Uh so The Descent was rated 85% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's got a 7.2 rating on IMDb and Will has a massive rager for it all the fucking time so it's such a good film. It is such a good horror film. Okay. Like incredibly good in my opinion. It's one of, it's, it for me it's one of the best horror films of like My, I hate the term, but my my generation. I mean, it sounds classic. It sounds like everything I don't want to fucking watch. Yeah. People trapped in a confined space, and I'm guessing shit happens. I'm guessing, you know, it's not, you know, trapped in a pothole is scary enough, but then if you throw down fucking Cher's album on repeat, (laughs) it it gets a whole lot worse. You know, it's like, oh my god, look, things are scarier. They're not that scary, are they? Nothing can be that scary. <laughs> full on shirt my pants. <laughs> so, yeah, let's see next week what rating Ed's going to give The Descent. Okay, sweet as. Um, please do watch that film along with us. As we said last week, it'll be so much better if you guys know the film, if you watched it, and then we can uh, review it, critique it together. And thank you very much for listening. That is the first proper full episode of the Porra podcast. It's been a lot of fun to make. I hope it's been vaguely mildly entertaining to listen to let us know what you think we've got uh, an instagram handle now for the podcast it is podcast all one word you can find it by entering that in or check out our links in our bios at Willie fog ed fog i said that the wrong way around eddie fog will fog yeah. um yeah please do check it out uh, massive thank you once again to will gregson for our artwork and good friend for the music it's great to get a bit of support and uh yeah one down 300 to go oh i added more to the list it's like 350 now fuck me (laughs) we're gonna do one a week i don't even know how many weeks that is (laughs) 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 all right cheat humor um no thank you again it's been fucking cool to make nice one bad are you gonna go well i'm not gonna i don't know
1: <laughs> oh, i don't know I was...
0: why did I... you go to me there yeah. well, can't... why was that why was it how bad are you gonna go well, there are two people doing if you're in a room of people yeah absolutely it's... you don't blame yourself do you you're like, you you could have said we